Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Fucking beautiful segue, dude. Thank you. That was nice. Welcome into the Titans Film Room Podcast, where we talk about the Steelers uh, preseason game, uh, where there were terrible towels, terrible takes, terrible weather, terrible defense, and we talk about some of the QB controversies, some that don't exist in Tennessee, and some of the ones that actually happened in uh, Indianapolis. So stay tuned and we hope you enjoy it. Don't forget to follow me at South Texas Titan. You can follow Justin at Titans Film Room. Please rate and subscribe us. We could really use that um, feedback and hope you enjoy. Damn, nailed it. (laughs) Boom, one take. And right now, you've got to say Tannehill has an opportunity. He does. He's played great this preseason. He really has. If you had to say, all right, which one of the two in preseason, which is stupid to even say that, right? But if you did that, you would say to this point, I would take Ryan Tannehill. Yes, thank you, Chris Collinsworth, for that terrible, terrible instigating quote about how you think Ryan Tannehill should be starting quarterback um how you doing james when the fuck are we gonna leave this alone i'm so fucking tired of it but it's just a persistent thorn in my side i do believe that on september 8th at 12 p.m central time we will leave this alone are you are you sure because the fur if he even has a quarter of a bad game people are going to be calling for 10 hill Good evening. We are recording during the game. There's currently on my broadcast four minutes and seven seconds to go in the second quarter. James, what is your timeline reading? Uh, mine is at 4.09. All right. So we're, we're on the same page here. Just about. Very, very close to a catch there, but a pretty good defensive play by Ty Smith. So we're going to talk about this preseason week three game that, again... What's the mantra of the week? It doesn't fucking matter. Wow. Strong words. Strong words from at South Texas Titan on Twitter. At him. Do at him. Yes. So, just want to start off this podcast by reiterating that Marcus Mariota is the starting quarterback. He was not benched in this game. He was pulled in from this game because it's raining and the offensive line looked like garbage. So Ryan Tannehill gets some run with the ones, which isn't bad, just in case Marcus is to get hurt at some point in the season. This experience will be useful. There's nothing else that can we, we can learn from this game, schematically or otherwise, because it's a meaningless game. And that's what I have to say about the QB controversy. There isn't one. Stop talking about it. Everyone has to stop talking about it, and then it'll go away. If everyone keeps talking about it, it won't go away. But Justin, he took a safety. I mean, he took a safety. On Ryan Tannehill's second drop back, he stood in the pocket. He had more time than Marcus had on the safety, and he took a sack too. He didn't throw the ball away. 
it's a, it's a, he's in the end zone. He's got to throw the ball. Agreed. Roger Saffold for the second week in a row has given up a sack on this one. The stunt was picked up and then Saffold turned to his left for some unknown reason because the to it was going to it. Yeah. Was going up uh, on his on his right, right into Marcus. So I don't know what the deal with that was. They're not going to let this go. It's going to continue to happen throughout the season. And Marcus is going to have to play lights out and throw for at least two touchdowns a game with no interceptions for this to go away. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Yeah, that's possible. It might persist. As long as the Titans win, it won't. I will say the offensive line looked like hot trash for the first three-ish series. But at the same time, like, look, Marcus Mariota wasn't benched. He overthrew Corey Davis on his first throw. Agreed. Um, His second pass was dropped by Adam Humphreys. His third pass hit A.J. Brown in the hands. And his fourth drop back was the safety. So I don't know. I mean, it's not like, look, I just don't think that there's anything worth further talking about with the non-controversy, right? Right? Would you yeah, agree? Right, right. Any there's last no words con- before we never talk about it again? Well, I did have a question. As uh-huh. much as I say that it doesn't fucking matter because it doesn't, the preseason does not fucking matter, and I'm going to keep saying that. Are you raising your eyebrows on Roger Saffold? I'm no. not worried about Roger Saffold, but are you questioning Roger Saffold? I'm not, because Roger Saffold still had the third best uh, win. Roger Saffold still had the third best pass block win rate percentage, according to ESPN, powered by Next Gen Stats. Among all guards last season, Roger Saffold, and pass blocking isn't like a scheme thing, so I don't want to hear anything about what if he's not transitioning Andy Levitra bullshit, because it's doesn't none of that stuff applies here. There's no scheme change for him. Pass blocking is pass blocking. He has gotten a couple of... Last week was a bad set right off the bat. He was slow off the ball. This week it was more of not really understanding the stunt. I don't know what... Honestly, I don't know what he's doing. Just a miscommunication. It's nothing to get panicked about. He he came back and had a good week last week. After the, after the sack, he let up. There's just nothing... It's a preseason game. It doesn't matter. Are we going to talk about Baker Mayfield going, what did he go, 10 for 26 and average two yards per attempt? Like, it's preseason. That doesn't matter either. This doesn't matter. None of it matters. It doesn't matter. So, But Jeremy McNichols just busted a huge run. We might have a running back controversy in Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, every time a backup makes a good play, that means that there's now a controversy at that position, right? Right. Yeah, Amani Hooker had an interception. He's coming for Kevin Byard's job. Damn, too bad. Too bad. It's a shame. You just hate to see it. It happens. Yep, that is how it works. So here's a takeaway from this game. Adoree Jackson, stop being the punt returner. <laughs> I've been beating that drum for two seasons now. Um, but He's electric, but he's not smart. He's not smart enough. Is he really electric if he never gets the ball? And I don't mean intelligence wise, just he doesn't make smart decisions as a returner. Like true. He, he and he doesn't make smart decisions with his body either as a returner. Like he runs hard, which is great and all, but like he puts himself in harm's way too often as a returner. So just not that he played great tonight. He had a good tackle on his first target. His second target, I don't know what the heck he was doing. He gave up an easy first down on third down. He was playing way off the ball or way off his man in man coverage and then attacked late. I don't know what he was doing. And then on the next play, 
James Conner juked the shit out of him. But ultimately, the defense played well. The first-team defense forced two punts. So the first-team defense did their job. After those two drives, they came off the field. The second-team defense went in. The Steelers' first-team offense stayed on the field and proceeded to drive down the field. And Ben Roethlisberger hit Juju Smith-Schuster over LaShawn Sims. Later in the game, Mason Rudolph connected with his old teammate James Washington over Kenneth Durden. What do you think of Kenneth Durden's position on the team? <laughs> Not looking good, Kenneth. Not looking good. He was a guy that was like in and on and off of the practice squad and active roster last year, so he could be a candidate for practice squad again. Um, wasn't a great play, but you know it happened. So. But other than that, I mean, I'm not really worried about the second team defense getting roasted by Ben Roethlisberger because they're the second team defense. And so, I mean, again, it's preseason and it doesn't really matter. Uh, I I just don't know. I don't know how to build off this because it's it just means nothing, and people want to make things out of it, and it's going to continue to happen. And, and until it, Marcus goes in and throws for eight touchdowns in a preseason game, it's never going to stop. Yeah. I agree. And Tannehill, you know, he led a good drive, but he also took two sacks. So he's still out there right now as of this watching with one and a half minutes left in the second quarter, just handing it off over and over again to McNichols. A couple of two-yard runs here. So, I mean, it's not like the offense is not... This is preseason. I don't know how many times we can say it. This is preseason. So we're not really going to be able to take anything away. That's just the way it works. Uh, I hate to break it to you. I mean, I hate to be boring about it, but like, there's no controversy here. There's no hot takes. There's no. Here's something interesting tweeted out by Paul Kuharski David Long playing on the first team punt return, punt coverage units. So that's pretty. That's something that's actually worth talking about because that's something that we can take away from this game. Sorry, Dave. I should rephrase that. Uh, first team punt and kickoff, not punt return. Punt and kickoff. So. David Long is going to make this team, and I'm really excited to see him play. Um, who was it? I think it was Gerald McGrath uh, when we had drafted him. Kind of had the same role where he was on special teams and eventually cracked the starting lineup. Uh, hopefully he has a better career than Gerald McGrath, but I'm hoping that we get, <laughs> we get a lot of production oh, out of him. Sorry, Tannehill just took another sack. Wow. He, oh, wow. You know, he really needs to throw the ball sooner, right? It's it's his fault, right, for taking yeah. a sack. I mean, I don't know. I didn't even. I wasn't even really watching the play. Here oh, it man. It's, it's clearly Can't the wait. offensive line not blocking for him. Aaron Stinney got abused by Cam Hayward. Why is Aaron Stinney blocking for Cam Hayward? I don't know. That was a big hit on Tannehill. Uh, oh, that looks like a painful one. So, yeah. Get Tannehill out of the game. I don't understand what they're doing right now. Get these guys out of the game. Play the backups. It's preseason. It doesn't matter. We don't need Tannehill. We don't need Cam Hayward rushing against Aaron Stinney with Tannehill back there, susceptible to being injured. I mean, gosh, what the heck? I don't know. I don't want to talk about it anymore. And as this clock winds down to halftime, so are we going to go to halftime and take a little break. And we'll be right back to talk about the Andrew Luck retiring. And the only way I see out uh, is, is to, to no longer play football. 
Uh, it's, it's taken my joy of this game away. Uh, and uh, this... Sorry. That was Andrew Luck speaking at his retirement press conference. Holy hmm. shit. I Andrew need, Luck? I need party. Oh, dude, I need party sound bites. I need celebration. I need fireworks. Let's go. But we didn't get to beat Andrew Luck. I don't give a fuck. Andrew Luck is retired. Celebrate. Titan fans, because we do not have to play that dude again. It throws the Colts into all kinds of chaos with Jacoby Brissett being a rare, rare leader per Chris Ballard. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But I just, it's, it's, this is the best thing that ever could have happened. And it's going to piss off every media, uh, national media analyst because they all pick the Colts to win. And they're going to try to talk themselves into Jacoby Brissett instead of giving the Titans, Texans, or Jaguars any bit of a chance to actually win this division. I think the Texans will become the, the media favorite to win the division. And I mean, rightfully so. They won it last year. So until someone else proves that it's theirs to win, it's the Texans to lose right now. So you could see that shifting. It, it was just crazy. I mean, what was your reaction when you first found out? Like, what did you read a notification or a tweet or a, what did you, how did you find out? Well, I actually woke up from like an hour nap and I looked at my phone, which was blowing the fuck up. Um, I had a few notifications. There was a group chat that I, I'm involved with on Twitter. Um, just overall celebration going crazy. What the fuck happened? And I'm reading it, and Adam Schefter, once again, breaking news for players because he doesn't care about the players and what their wishes are to, uh, you know, kind of break it down easy to the team and to the fans. Instead, just breaks the news, and Andrew Luck gets booed off the field because, once again, he's breaking that news. I, I mean, I'm excited. I kind of feel bad for the guy because um, Pagano and Grigson didn't do anything to actually protect him, but at least the Colts are being a little bit nice and letting him keep that money. Uh, at least they guaranteed anyway. Um, it's just kind of like a bad situation all around, but it's really good for the Titans. Yeah, I mean, as a fan of the sport of football, it makes me sad. It especially makes me sad to hear him say that he lost his joy for the game like, just thinking about losing your joy for something you love makes me sad. So that is one element of it. But at the same time, I'm happy for him as a person. He gets to go enjoy his life. He gets to go spend time with his wife and his new baby and travel the world and do a podcast about books or whatever the fuck is going on um, with that stuff. And that's, that's, I mean, at the end of the day, like we shouldn't really be sad about a guy choosing to walk away healthy and happy uh at this point in his life with lots of life ahead of him so we should also be happy as titans fans because the fucking colts don't have luck anymore and fuck the colts and this is great news for i mean i think it was the colts were the easy favorite to win the division and like not that the titans couldn't have won it anyway but and not that this wasn't gonna be the year to beat him but None of that matters now because the the road is unquestionably easier at this point with luck out of the picture. And so I think we should all thank him for his service to the Colts and to the NFL. 
And he was really fun to watch when he wasn't playing the Titans. I mean, he was really fun to watch against the Texans and the Jags usually. So we'll, we'll always have those memories. But unfortunately, most of the memories of Andrew Luck are have to do with his 11-0 record against the Titans. So does that record matter to you? Do you care that the Titans are going to forever be 0-11? Fuck no, because they're never going to remember his record against the Titans. They're always going to remember him retiring early. If he had continued to beat us and then went on into the Hall of Fame, maybe that's something that they would have had, or maybe like a fun fact. But now that you have this whole controversy swirling around him, you know, hey, I, he retired early, what could have been? Nobody's going to be thinking about that 11-0 record with Titan fans, except Titan fans, and maybe the ones that talk shit to Colt fans. But at the end of the day, he created a vacuum at that position, and now the Colts are going to be scrambling to fill it. And while I do think Frank Reich is a really good coach and really smart, I don't know how much they're going to progress with Jacoby Brissett at the quarterback position. So, yeah, but I don't think this makes the Colts a pushover by any means. It just makes the road less difficult for the Titans. The Jacoby Brissett is not an untalented quarterback. I mean, he's in the upper tier as far as backups go in this league. So 2017, he was running Chuck Pagano's offense. And now in 20, and they, they didn't, they weren't, I mean, they weren't Curtis painter bad, right? This isn't the same as when Peyton Manning was out with his neck surgery that year. So it'll be interesting to see just how good slash bad they are. Frank Reich has, I mean, his offense has been easier to run than, some other offenses in the league see Nick Foles stepping in. And in fact, Frank Reich changed the offense quite a bit from what Carson Wentz was Carson Wentz was running for Nick Foles. And you'd expect that he will be running an offense in Indianapolis that's going to be tailored to Jacoby Brissett, which I think is going to involve a lot of play action, deep shots, and little dump offs to his speedy receivers underneath like T.Y. Hilton and their newly drafted Paris Campbell. But at the end of the day, this is Jacoby Brissett's last year of his contract. So will he prove that he's good enough to re-sign going forward after this year? Will he leave the Colts in a position where they are not able to get a high-level quarterback prospect because they go like 8-8 eight and eight this year or something? So there's going to be some interesting things happening with the Colts in the future of their quarterback position. They're in the exact same position as the Titans right now. Um, they have a really good defense, and they have a question at the quarterback position. Um, so I'm really curious to see, like you said, where they end up, you know, if they end up good enough to not really get an upper echelon quarterback in the next year's draft. Um, but I'm also hoping that they don't suck the year after that and then end up falling ass backwards into Trevor Lawrence. Right, and that is a possible timeline. Let's say they go eight and eight ish this year, plus or minus a couple games. And then they have some total scrub at quarterback next year. Cause Brissett leaves in free agency or something go like, Oh, and 16 ish plus or minus a couple games and then get the first pick in the draft and have Trevor Lawrence. I mean, that's a super viable scenario that we could see unfold. And that would be just garbage. That's garbage, man. That can't I happen. I would quit. I would literally quit. You can't quit. Uh, that, don't tell me what I can do. Well, you can't quit. <laughs> then you'd be a quitter like Andrew Luck. Oh, got him. <laughs> okay, we need the triple air horn drop. 
I'm just kidding. I don't think Andrew Luck is a quitter. I respect Andrew Luck and I respect his decision and I support him and I'm proud to say that I'm a Titans fan, right? That's the right. way that's the way we are. As a fellow person, I respect Andrew Luck. I wish him the best. As a Titans fan, fuck you, Andrew Luck. I'm glad you quit. I don't care that the Titans will be forever winless. It just doesn't really matter anymore. It's a footnote, like you said, it's a it's a fun fact maybe um years down the line but at this point like it's not like andrew luck was standing in the way of a great titans team from getting to the big game or anything and we could never beat him in the playoffs or i mean it'd be nice if that was the story honestly but because it kind of was last year that last game i guess one year yeah for sure but like it wasn't like you know he never really stopped like that team last year with with mario to injured it's not like they were going to really make noise in the postseason necessarily so playing Gabbard at quarterback so you know it's it sucks that we never beat him but like whatever who cares let's move on now it doesn't matter anymore because it's over <laughs> we'll give him a, a nice send-off later with a little video maybe um anything else you want to talk about second half is to come we can like maybe talk a little bit about that coming up in the week but we're probably going to move on to basically previewing the final yeah da bear basically just previewing that game which isn't really going to be much of a preview it's probably going to be more roster talk and than anything because you know it's going to be a meaningless fourth preseason game that only scrubs play in right it's going to be the uh mcnichol show of anything hopefully hopefully the woodside show Tell you what, Logan Woodside's going to come in the second half and throw for two TDs, so prepare yourself, Titan fans. This Steeler game's going to get a little bit better. All right, we're going to see on Monday morning if that's a if that's a hot, cold... What am I trying to say? <laughs> if it's a good take, it's probably going to be a good take. Yeah, we're going to have to tag freezing cold takes or old takes exposed or whatever the fuck. Nah, nah. All righty, well, wrap it up then. All right, Titan fans, I love you. We'll see you for that Bears preview. Uh, Stay tuned, and we'll see what else we can do. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Just search Music City Miracles. It's that easy. You can search Music City Miracles. You can leave us a little review. If you search us on, uh, like, Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, for for instance, you could leave a little review. That'd be kind of cool, you know, wouldn't you think? It would be nice. Um, We love you. And we hope that you love us enough to leave us some good feedback. Yeah, and leave feedback for MCM Radio there too. And also follow James at South Texas Titan because that's the thing that needs to happen. Right. You can follow me at Titans Film Room. And I think that we'll say goodnight. I love you.